Well, hello again, everyone. Welcome to the Red and White Authority. This is episode 139. It is always the Red and White Authority. It's presented by Labatt Blue. It is the official Canadian beer of the Detroit Red Wings, whether it's winter, summer, spring, or fall. It's always an appropriate and great time to cozy up with an ice-cold, frothy Labatt Blue after a long, hard day at work. And we do ask that you drink our Canadian beer responsibly. And it is one of the premium beers Gotta love that Labatt Blue. Anyway, let's go to episode 139, and we always look forward to talking to this young man, no stranger to the Red and White Authority podcast, and that, of course, is a guy who I say can run for mayor of Grand Rapids, Joe Hicketts, defenseman for the Griffins, uh, has been up and down between Detroit and Grand Rapids this year, and uh, let's check in with uh, uh, the pit bull in the china shop, as we like to say, Joe Hicketts. We'd like to welcome now to the Red and White Authority, Joe Hicketts, uh, future mayor of Grand Rapids. Uh, uh, why do you in this town, I mean, it is it, it is a mutual love affair. Is, is that fair to say? Yeah, it's a great city to play in. I think I have some competition with uh, Mr. Lashoff, maybe, but um, <laughs> you know, it's a great city to play in. Obviously, um, work towards the Red Wings, but um, you know, to, to kind of earn your stripes, so to say, Grand Rapids is a great place to play. Do you uh, maybe you can make a deal with Lash? He could be like deputy mayor or something. Right? <laughs> I'll be on his council, maybe. <laughs> uh, well, let's talk about it. you signed a, a, a new agreement, a two-year agreement uh, with the Red Wings. Obviously, this is a team. You know, your story's been well documented. They signed you as an unrestricted free agent. This is a, a club. You saw opportunity here. Grand Rapids is a nice place to play, uh, but. Was it difficult to sign back with here? Because you probably did have some options or wanted to look and see, because you want to be in the NHL, where is my best shot? Or was it GR Detroit the whole time? Well, when they qualified me, it kind of closed all those doors. Um, Detroit was the only team I talked to. It was a spot where I thought there was opportunity. It's, it's a spot I was comfortable in and a spot where um, you know I thought I could help out. And in that aspect, uh, I thought it was kind of a no-brainer to come back. Um, obviously, uh, you know, looking at their D, you know, they're not getting any younger. There's been lots of opportunity the last couple of years to go up and play games. And, um, you know, the staff and GR have done a really good job with me over the first three years now uh, into my fourth season. So coming back was, was exciting. Uh, obviously, the two-year deal is something that I wanted. Uh, you know, a little bit more security, um, knowing where I'm going to be at for, for two years instead of one. Uh, and then just working towards making the Red Wings and, and playing there. We, so did you want to be qualified or did you want to see what your options were? Well, I think, uh, you know, for the most part, everyone out of an entry level is qualified. Um, right. So I, I wasn't expecting to not get qualified. I was expect, fully expecting to be qualified. Um, and, and I was fine with that. It was something where that's where um, you know, our CBA comes in, and, and that's the team's right to do that. Um, and, and then that kind of led in, into talks with the contract. When you have qualified, when you have those talks, is it, and I guess you know, I'm asking you like deep inside the negotiation <laughs> room here, uh, the smoke-filled room. <laughs> I mean, uh, do you have a list of demands or do you want to just say, hey, let's lay our cards out on the table. What is my future here? Do you look, do you approach it that way? That's basically how I approach it. I, you know, 
there, there's, there's not many demands. You can, you can you can make as a restricted free agent. Um, your your hands are kind of tied. Um, so I I just wanted to get it done. It's one of those things. Um, you know, July first comes. I knew it was going to happen right away. Uh, I think I ended up signing signing you know middle of July. Um, but you know those two weeks after, it's like what's going on here? I haven't heard anything. Um, and, and I knew the first you know five, six, seven days, uh, starting in July, it was going to be slow. But after that, I thought it was going to happen a little quicker. Um, but w- when it finally did come, uh, it was, I mean, it was fairly easy. Uh, they're, they're really good with me, uh, letting me know where I'm at and, and, um, you know, you know, it's treating me the right way. When the thing, you know, obviously you're a fan favorite. You know, we, we, you know, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and talk about, you know, you know, everybody roots for, for the little guy or something like that. You've heard that, you know, ad nauseum now. Um, when, when you look at, at your career thus far, how would you characterize um, your development as a player from the, from the moment you were signed by the Red Wings? Well, I, I think I've You're learned, definitely bigger. Yeah, I, I think I, I've you know, definitely matured as a, as a person, but as a player, too, I think I've, I've learned how to pick my spots a little better. I thought, um, you know, maybe jumping in the play, you know, where maybe I shouldn't when I first got here. I think the last two years, uh, I've really been good at that. Um, I'm starting to play bigger minutes, and, and when you start to, to understand the league, uh, you can make those little plays that, you know, help get out of your D zone, and you can go play uh, in the offensive zone, which uh, everyone likes to do. It's a lot easier to play in the O zone than it is the D zone. And when when you when you figure figure systems out and figure other teams out, um, it makes it a lot easier. When you you know you're from British Columbia, uh, you know we've talked about it. I mean, yeah. from the time you were a little Teletubby out there on the ice yeah. for the first time, I'll never I'll yeah. never forget that story. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, uh, it's beautiful out there. It's it's obviously it's you know one of God's country or you know whatever. But you choose to go back to BC over the summers. A lot of guys stay here in Detroit, and it's personal preference. There's no right or wrong answer to this. Do you do do you think that maybe I should maybe stay in Detroit a little bit more, or are you just happy with what you're doing in BC? I'm I'm of the mind that you need to get home and, and you need to have a life during the summer. Uh, it's it's a long grind the hockey season. Uh, you're on the ice, you know, you, between practice games, you know, eight, nine, ten times a week, twelve times some weeks. Uh, if, if you're playing a lot of games, I think it's important to get home, see friends and family, get rest, and and you know, go golf and go fishing. I think. Um, you know, I, I have a really good relationship with my trainer back home. Uh, the last three training camps, I, I've come into to camp, you know, in the best shape and in better shape than, you know, my the best shape to date uh, this last year. So I think, you know, everything I'm doing this summer uh, is working out in training camp. Um, obviously, you want to stay and, and in Detroit, and, and that's been, you know, the biggest battle with, you know, their contract situation all that. But... Um, I I have no regrets about going home. I think it's something I need, uh, even during the season. Um, you know, taking those days off 
is important for me. It's important to get away from the rink. It's important to get away from the game. As long as you're taking care of your body to to where at game time you can show up and perform. Uh, and I, I might be kind of old school that way um, in in regards to I don't have all the, the iPad set up in the gym tracking, you know, force of this leg and that leg. I basically load up a bar and let's go. And <laughs> if it's too heavy, you go down. <laughs> um, but I, I, everyone's personal preference, like I said, uh, I need to get away. You, but it's not like let, let, let's clarify this and, and I didn't insinuate yeah. this it's not like you're going back to BC and sitting on the couch eating bonbons no no I'm not I'm not out of the cottage and, and just <laughs> stuff my face with popcorn but you know I, I do get my work done and then I, I enjoy the summers out there it, it's absolutely gorgeous out there it's beautiful uh, the, you know the mountains you can go hiking uh, fishing the golfing we, we have some of the, the best golf in Canada up there and um as long as I get my work done, uh, at the end of the day, uh, there there is those hours where I can enjoy myself. And when you have your exit meetings at the end of each season, now uh, you know I would imagine a, a player like you, you'd probably have one with Grand Rapids, and you'd probably also have one with Detroit. Do they give you an itinerary to follow? Do you say this is what I'm planning on doing this year? I mean, obviously they tell you about what they would like to see you work on as a player out on the ice, but like, do they give you a training regiment? Or as you said, you've got a pretty good thing going with your trainer already. I think they give you the resources if you need it or if you want it. Um, like, like you allude to, uh, I, I've got a, a good thing going with my trainer where uh, I've, I've had it set up. I've been working with him since I was in Bantam, uh, so 10, 12 years now. Um, in the last two, two three summers, I've, I've kind of got it dialed into, you know, where I need to be uh, heading into the season, and uh, I think that's the most important part. Uh, you can tweak some things here and there, but like I said, at the end of the day, uh, if you can put your body and mind in, in the best position to to succeed when when training camp goes when the games start going i think that's all you need when you you've been called up a couple times you know detroit you played over 20 games now in in the nhl it's always great when you're back up in the uh, in, in the red wing room you know you have that uh, effervescent personality that's why you will be mayor of grand rapids someday if you want i guess you could be mayor of some bc town too i guess <laughs> I, I don't even know Are if you they... have to be a citizen to be honest with you i think you could yeah, run I don't for know. office you know? i don't know Mayor Kamloops, maybe. <laughs> Kamloops would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, um, uh, you, you know, that, that infectious personality, the one thing that we've, you know, everyone's always said about you is that, you know, you, you've worn a C, you know, you're, you're a leader. Uh, but you're also in the room. I mean, you, you kind of, you got to feel good feel for the room. You know when to keep it light and, and all that. Is, that. is that just traits of your parents or just something that you've always been like? I think it's straight to my parents. My mom's very outgoing. Oh, and, definitely. And, I know oh, that. Yeah. So I think she's met everyone around <laughs> Grand Rapids. Um, <laughs> and then my dad's kind of, you know, the quiet, laid back one. And, and I think I've, I take a little bit of both out of them. And then I've learned how to, you know, bring it into a, a, a hockey dressing room. And uh, it's important to keep it light, especially when we start getting into, you know, the just late December. Uh, you got Christmas coming. Not really late December, but the January, February, the March. Dog is, days, the oh dog yeah. days where, uh, you know, sometimes getting out of bed, you know, seems tough. But uh, if we can keep it light and um, still be able to go and perform and, and hold guys accountable, 
I think that's the way to do it. We got to be having fun when we're doing this, and and sometimes that does get lost in in uh, in the grind of a season. Yeah, I know I'm jumping around a little bit, but I wanted to ask you, and I've been meaning to ask you this: Your brother's an official. Yep. How do you guys get along? <laughs> I don't know. He used to be a goalie too, which is something else. <laughs> so he went from uh, being a goalie and. You know, until he was in midget till uh, now he's refereeing the Western League and, and the BCHL. So he's done a good job with it. Um, you know, he, he's worked with a lot of guys who I had in the Western League. Um, and now there's there's still even a few guys in the Western League who are doing American League games who, uh, you know, I see, how's my brother doing? And they're like, oh, I worked with him last week or whatever. So it's, it's kind of cool to see that and hear, hear how he's doing. We get along fine. Um, I don't... Until I yell at him, if he ever does get here, uh, we might have problems. But uh, he sends me videos. What do you think of this penalty? And I always say, that's not a penalty. Let the players play. <laughs> I mean, because does he give you an insight into officiating? Because he was a player, even though he was a goalie. I know he's not a skater. That you, you, Does he say, geez, you know, does he have a newfound respect maybe for officials? And is he trying to lay that newfound respect on you? Well, I think we both have. Like, my dad officiated in the Western League, you know, when we were young. He, he, he kind of started that um, tradition for my brother, I guess. But I think I've always had an understanding how the, you know, the officials see the game. I'll be the first to admit I'm one of the hardest guys on them uh, on the ice. But um, when they do a good job, I'll, I'll also tell them that, too. I think I've built a relationship now uh, over the first couple of years in the American League where um, maybe as a guy even without a letter – They'll, they'll give me the time of day to talk to me. Uh, you know, if I see something that I thought should have you know, been another way. And that, that's just the respect factor. And, and I think um, it's something that's built over time. You can't come in yelling and screaming at refs. Um, I think a couple guys uh, are, are learning that. Uh, you're not going to get calls. Uh, we see these guys a lot, especially in the American League, where... Uh, they use a lot of local guys just due to you know travel to travel and all, and all that stuff and economics of, of the AHL. So right. I thought it was important. Um, yeah. Do you? So I would imagine the young Joe Hicketts four years ago would be a little more mouthy than the newfound Joe Hicketts of four years later, where you know how to approach them more. You're not as emotional. You ask for an explanation until instead of going off and saying, God, that, that was horrible. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. I was probably more loud with my words back then, yelling across the ice. I'll still yell across the ice to the linesman, but I, I mean, we get the same four guys in GR all the time, so they know I'm joking half the time, which is, which is something where you can, where you can right. do that. You can have fun out there and, and, you know, with all the guys being so serious sometimes, it, it, it's nice. It's a breath of fresh air to kind of have that interaction where you yell at them, he's yelling back, and then you can kind of laugh about it and say, we, we were both joking. But um, like I said, I'll, uh, I'm fairly hard on the ref sometimes when, when I think it needs to be done. But uh, like I said, I'll also be there to, to calm things down, especially when um, – you know, guys are starting to lose their cool and, and things out of hand. When um, Let's go to this season. You're having a really good year. I know the team has been uh, – it seems to be in transition. You know, I, I've told everyone I've talked to today, but I think from the start of the season 
to where we are today on the 23rd of January, 2020, uh, I, I think the, the Griffins have made 60 transitions or transactions. Is that the, it, it seems like an extraordinary number, or is that, you would know, I mean, is, has this been a year of a revolving door more so than the previous three? I think it has. I think, um, you know, I saw something in our stat pack. I think we've used 39 players, five goalies. I think the year we won, we had 39 players. And right. we know that we're going to get that turnover in the American League. That's just how it goes with guys going up and down between Detroit trades and all that. But this year it seemed especially, uh, um, you know, a, a lot of stuff's been going on, up and down, uh, trades and all that stuff. Um, it's exciting to, to see a lot of new faces come in, but when you do have the same lineup, you know, two, three, four games in a row, it, it does. It, it's nice being familiar with everyone uh, on the ice and, and knowing what's going to happen. Uh, at the start, we were finding our way. I think I don't think it's a, a secret. We're we're a really young team. Uh, we have a lot of first year uh, pro players or first year North American players. Um, we went through a, a transition there where we, we changed our systems a bit. Um, but I think the Christmas break kind of rejuvenated us uh, and and we're, we're kind of finding our stride right now. You know, I, I, you've, you, you, in 35 games, you have 20 points, uh, two goals, 18 assists, 10 power play uh, assists. I mean, I know that that is something that, you know, you're a quarterback on that power play. Um, have you reached, and I know you're never comfortable, but are you in a good place right now? Is this season turning out the way you want it to turn out? And I know you're a team player, but, you know. Yeah, yeah, I think definitely. Um, you know, you're contributing. I'm playing penalty kill power play, you know, five on five. I'm, I'm getting, uh, I'm, I'm helping the team, uh, you know, get wins. And I think that as a player, that's all you want. Um, I, I've made the best of a situation here uh, in Grand Rapids. Uh, every day you're working towards getting to, to the National Hockey League in Detroit. But uh, for the time being, if I can help this team win any way I can, uh, you know that, that's the, the number one priority. You know, you're certainly doing that. As you said, you've got a lot of first-year pros. One guy that, you know, always seems to stand out and, you know, I don't even want to say flavor of the month or anything, but, you know, uh, Mo Sider seems to have, you know, ignited the fan base to a certain degree. He's a defenseman. You're obviously a defenseman. What have you seen in his game? What impresses you about him? Well, I think he's getting a little more comfortable on the smaller ice and with the puck. Uh, I've played with him for most of the year, um, and, and seeing that transition has been uh, really neat. He's he's starting to assert himself more physically uh, with and without the puck. And, you know, as a, a bigger guy, I think that's going to be important for him, um, you know, going forward in his development. When you look at I, – I wanted to ask you about Joe Valeno who's also a blogger like like yourself. Yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to talk you into doing it again. But Pitbull in a China Shop was was very popular, as you know. Uh, but uh, uh, Valeno's going through a first year here, you know, a little bit. You know, he had the exceptional status at 15. He's 19. He can play in the AHL because he played four years in the, uh, in the Quebec League. Uh, what have you noticed of, of his gamer? Is he somebody, whether or not, you know, he's your teammate, that you pull aside and say, hey, we all go through this? Yeah, I think the biggest thing with him is is when he's when he's moving and, and moving his feet, he's effective. And 
you know, he, he's he's showing that in, in burst bits and pieces right now. But uh, when he realizes that, you know, he can be, you know, to keep moving his feet and, and you know, handle the puck and, and work the puck down low, he's going to be a really effective player. He's got, you know, a, a ton of skill. He's got a ton of speed. Um, and like you said, you know, he's, he's 19 in the American League playing against men like he's doing a lot better than a lot of us would be uh, at that age and at this time. So uh, I think the message, you know, for him from, you know, whether it's coaches, older players, you um, just keep working at it. Uh, you know, when, when he's moving the puck, moving his feet, finding open space, that's when he's at his best. And we're starting to see that, you know, more and more consistently now uh, that he's come back from World Juniors. I think that tournament really gave him a, a boost of confidence and hopefully he can ride that uh, in, into a really good playoff push. Let's uh, let's look. I know we only have your limited time, Joe, so I'm going to, you know, we're going to have to wrap this up. But, um, you know, you're looking at the progression. Obviously, you've been a Red Wing. You want to continue to be a Red Wing. Uh, where do you see the ascension coming? Is it like make the team out of camp next year? you know, get called up this year and just show them exactly what you have. Because I, I know every time you're out on the ice, you know, you're going 100, 100% all the time. I mean, at the end of the day, you, you play, you know, as best you can down here to, to get that call up. And, um, you know, coming down the back stretch of the season, um, the trade deadline's coming up. You, you never know what's going to happen. Obviously, you know, f mentally you're focused on what you can do down here. But I think that does loom in the back of you know a lot of players' minds uh, what's going to happen because whatever Detroit does affects us you know a great deal in Grand Rapids and um, like I said you you play your best hockey down here hoping for for a chance to go up at you know at some point and if not you turn a great season down in in here in Grand Rapids to uh, a really good summer of off ice training on ice stuff and and you you try and ride that wave in a training camp. All right, and one final question. Are you gonna like go for maybe a county commissioner first here <laughs> in, in Kent County? I don't know. Or are you, are you gonna, gonna go right for the mayor? I don't know, but I'll have to talk to some people, see what <laughs> I should do. Talk to my people. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, you do have a political future. I think you know that, right? I don't know that. What? <laughs> well, you're lock the fence. Well, <laughs> well, yeah, well fence. you know, you've got probably a slogan already: the ultimate defender defending you. <laughs> <laughs> You're my campaign manager. All right, I, I certainly will be. Joe Higgins, it's always great to catch up with you, visit with you. Thank you very, very, uh, very much for doing the Red and White Authority. Really appreciate it, and uh, look forward to uh, to watching you with the Griffins and obviously with the Detroit Red Wings. Thank you. Thank you.